Good morning, afternoon, or evening, or whatever time you listen to the music podcast. You're here with uh, Dave and Neil. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on. How are you guys doing this weekend? Great. Good to hear. <laughs> Good. I know we're doing well. Good start. Yeah, man, this is like the first week in a while. It's just Dave and I in the studio I know. this week. In- if, you, if you guys have gotten used to having a, a third less grating voice in your ears, mm. um, mixing up week to week, unfortunately, it's just us this week. I mean, we've had Chronic, we've had Hellions, we've had Taking Back Sunday, North mm. Lang. It's just good, I think, um, to just have you and I in the studio. Um, not only to reconnect as hosts, but as friends, because yeah. ever since this podcast started, I hate your face. Yeah, but like this is going to be a great just a chance for us to bond <laughs> and to have some friendship. But like, th- I think this is probably because obviously, you know, this is a new podcast. Uh, you know, what, what is like our sixth week, seventh week? But it's it's we're, we're almost double digits. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, we, um, you know, it's a show that we're I think still kind of figuring out what it is and like mm. how it works. And I think something that we really love doing over the last couple of weeks is having sort of a third voice in the studio, like mm. having sort of an artist come in and chat to us about what they're doing and the sort of shit they care about while yep. at the same time covering, you know, the stuff we'd normal, normally cover in the podcast. Mm. So I think that's kind of like, you know, we've almost landed on a format now, Neil. Mm. It's sort of like, we'll, you know, there will be a couple episodes here and there where it'll be just you and me and yep. we'll have a chat. But but as whenever we can, we're going to try and get some people that, you know, some interesting people. Oh, and there's, there's the plenty in the works. Is there Justin Bieber? Oh. It's not. No, it's not Justin no. Bieber. But we, we would like. I, I don't know. We probably don't want to reveal anything because you know you never know how locked something is until it's recorded. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, like we were having chats this morning about you know some people that I'm super excited to have in the studio. Yeah. Um, I guess you know have a look at who's touring over the next couple of months and pick out your favorites. Is so it Justin Bieber? <laughs> there's a chance we might have some of them in the studio. So there's some very exciting things ahead. Mm, it's been it's been a, a big week as well touring wise. Mm. Um obviously it's finally cats out of the bag. Ed Sheeran is coming to Australia again. Yeah. Um there's a couple of hints and clues being dropped throughout the yep. week, but it's official he's coming in 2018 mm. doing all the stadiums. Um, and there are sort of feelings that, you know, Adele having obviously just wrapped up here and having done that massive tour, that huge sort of, uh, record breaking tour <laughs> that the record may be short lived that, that Ed Sheeran might come in and, and sort of, uh, yeah. Cause we, we, we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, like over. Adele was like, and I still, I still think she's unsurpassed as right now, the biggest musician in the planet. Like she's mm. fucking mental, but Ed Sheeran's right up there. Like he's the last th- I think he's um his streak, especially on the on the Australian music charts with his new album Divide. Mm. Um, he was he had eight straight weeks on top. He just got dethroned last week by Bliss and Essa with their new album Off the Grid. Yeah. Um, but I think or the midweek chart figures indicate that he's probably going to come back to number one. Mm. Um, he's on. He's. I mean, the, the Shape of You song has been number yeah. one on the on the singles chart. Like he's huge, and it's weird to think as well. Like this guy used to busk. Like I mean, we're from Sydney, so if you're not from Sydney, that the Rocks is a place that's in Sydney. I don't know, it's a, how would you describe the Rocks? The it's, Rocks. It's it's a place in Sydney. There's bars. It's near the near the water. If you haven't been to Sydney, it's uh sort of. Uh, Do you have space a space yeah. underneath the Harbour Bridge on yeah. the city side? Yeah, like he used to busk there. Then he, he went from playing, you know, Enmore to the Entertainment Center. Um, and mm. then he did Allianz, and now he's doing ANZ Stadium um, among the other stadiums in the country. It's yeah, yeah. it's pretty big, and he is a big deal. Um, I have no doubt the shows are going to sell out. So well done, Ed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we'll have him in the studio. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? We'll ask Justin Bieber <laughs> to knows? ask him when we get Justin in. Mm. It's been a pretty exciting you know, week for new music. I mean, one of my favorite bands of all time, The National, just yep. uh, announced... 
their new album, mm. uh, which is coming out. They've just released a, a new um, single from that uh, called The System Only Dreams at Night, and that's come along with uh, international tour dates that they've announced. Uh, you excited? Uh, I mean, the you, you, would, you would think Australian tour is going to come after that, right? Well, they haven't announced Australian dates yet, but I know the national <laughs> tend to kind of get here eventually yeah. um, on their sort of album tours. They, I know. they played Blues Fest last year, right? Uh, I they did, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm, I mean, I don't quote me on this, but I'm ninety mm. percent sure they just exclusively blues fest and then just yeah. Left. Well, the last time I saw them when they were here, oh, I want to say 2014, which was at the end of their Trouble Will Find Me tour, mm. and they did the the four court at the Opera House. Yeah, uh, that was amazing. Yeah, I think that was when they were. I want to say that was when they were doing Splendor yeah. that year, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. Might have made that up. Yeah. <laughs> might be forgetting my timelines. But yeah, so new music from those guys. Cool new track. They did like a very sort of Radiohead-esque drop where they sort of did a super obscure uh, sort of video release on their on their Facebook page a couple of days ago and then they dropped the, the, the actual song, the yeah. single itself last night uh, and, and at the same time announced pre-orders for the album, uh, which is looking like it's going to be coming out in September. Uh, so a little bit of a wait for that one. Mm. Um, um, Stone Sour, another band that are going to be coming to Australia soon as well. Um, Stone Sour, of course, led by Corey Taylor of Slipknot. Um, they're going to be coming in, I want to say, August, in September. Um, and then, you know, there's AFI, who had done their first tour in 10 years. And then, you know, we're leading up to what I like to call the comedy season of the year because Chris Rock and Seinfeld are... Mere months away now. Mm. Which These is are things that you've been very, very excited yeah. about. Where, did you end up getting tickets to um, to Seinfeld? Because they, they sold out. The, like, I, yeah, I, did, I ended up getting tickets to Seinfeld. Well, he announced the second show um, yeah, cool. at the ICC Theatre. Yeah. The new entertainment centre. What's been done? Have you as. been there yet? No. It's you, you, you saw Nick Cave, right? I saw Nick Cave there. It is a really cool venue. Um, well, it's, I, I really dug it. Like, it's. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if there are multiple venues there. Yeah. Uh, do you know if there are like there are multiple sort of? I'm sure there's like there? yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of rooms maybe, but yeah, I mean I haven't been there so yeah. Well, I mean the space that I was in for the Nick Cave concert with you know me and ten thousand of my best friends um, <laughs> was uh, what I loved about it was that it's it's quite a um it's quite a deep uh sorry not deep like uh, it's the mosh pit is quite uh, what's the opposite of deep narrow yeah shallow shallow. <laughs> basic English. <laughs> you learn that at swing classes when you fall. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite a, quite a shallow space, uh, mm. but quite a high space. So yeah. uh, if you're even sort of in the back row uh, of the, the seating area, it sort of feels like uh, you're quite, it's quite an intimate venue, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's going to be, sounds great as well. Sounded great. So yeah, very excited. Good place. To How's everything else in your week going though? Good man, I'm I'm I've been busy. I've been pretty busy. How about the the granny? For those who have who aren't aware, Dave is currently filming a short film about a murderous granny called yeah, Granny. Called Granny. How uh, is it? Uh, yeah, it's it's going well. It's going well. I mean, so we're in the middle of of production at the moment. We've mm-hmm. done done two days uh, of shooting, and we've got three more days to go this weekend. And it's it's just big, you know. It's just it's um sort of the biggest short film I've ever done. Mm. Um, and it's a lot of fun, but it's you know it's just a stressful. 
a stressful process. Here's, here's a fun... It's nice to come into the studio and talk bullshit. Here's a fun segue. Could mm. you submit it to next year's Sydney Film Festival? See what I did there. Yeah, because you went about Sydney Film Festival. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe. I'd love to be in the Sydney Film Festival. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, look, I'll, I'll give them, get them on the phone, uh, yeah. have a chat, see what, see what they can do for us. Are you excited about this year's festival? I am. I haven't looked at the lineup yet, though, uh, because here's my thing. I know that I'm going to go Yeah. because I go every single year. It's basically Christmas. It's like the best part of the year. Uh, but I need to get myself one of their flexi passes. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't quite uh, budgeted for that this week. Yeah. So, so I gotta uh, gotta wait till um till payday. So they, I can they had make it happen. they had the launch earlier this week, which I went along to. Yeah. A, how was that? A, re- a couple of really cool films. I mean, yeah. obviously, like, the music side of things is documentaries about the Go Betweens, which is gonna be big. Yeah. Uh, there's a Whitney Houston one. Um, but it was weird as I mean, you know better than me. There's a one of the bigger films that's been promoted is Ocha which is um it's got Jake Gyllenhaal, Tilla Swinton. Yeah, cool. But I believe it's being launched on Netflix in like a month or two. Is that common? Well, I mean, not really. I mean, like it's something that's happening more and more where the the Netflix release window is getting closer and closer to mm. theatrical release. I mean, I even heard that because Netflix are making original movies now. Yeah. And I know that they've kind of spoken about uh, the possibility of doing simultaneous releases. Yeah. So they would do a theatrical release at the same time yeah. that they're doing the Netflix release. Yeah. Which I, I'm personally not super on board with, but, yeah. I, you know, it's kind of a fun experiment. I know that that's kind of been the big thing that, that cinema chains have been pushing back against for, for a very, very long time. Because, you know, you have studios like Disney, for example, have been trying to make the that window between the theatrical release and the home release shorter and shorter and shorter. Just yeah. because, obviously, from their point of view, yeah. uh, it, it means that they can get to the, to the real money makers sooner. But... But it's not great for theatres. It's not great for cinemas. Uh, yeah. If that keeps happening, but um, yeah, look, it's it's funny with the city film festival. Like, if you haven't been before, mm. my biggest recommendation would be go see the stuff that you wouldn't normally see, because there's always that drive when you look at the program to go, oh. I know Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Or I know, like, you want to go see the big movies because it's like, you know, they're the actors you recognize. But, like, nine out of ten times, the movies with the actors you recognize, they'll get a theatrical release. Yeah. Or they'll they'll get onto Netflix or DVD, you know, relatively, you know, within, you know, Soon. six months or so. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, last year, you know, like, the what we had, like, Reuben Guthrie was one of the big um, you know, opening, Australian opening releases. Night, yeah. The Daughter, um, Holding the Man were all, like, the big Australian releases. All of those films got Australian theatrical releases within, you know, what, two, two, three months, yeah. four months of, of the festival ending. It's the films that I saw that kind of, you know, you kind of go through and you go like, this is an obscure, totally obscure film, uh, looks interesting. That's where you kind of find your real gems because they're movies that you probably will never get a chance to see ever again because yeah. they come out, they do the festival circuit, and then if they're really, really lucky, they might eventually end up getting a, a DVD or an online release in two, three years from now. Yeah. Because these smaller independent films, they live on the festival circuit. Yeah. So the Sydney Film Festival might be one festival on what's quite a very long kind of circuit for them. Whereas the the festival like the the festival movies with like big bigger actors, mm. big star actors or big directors or or named people they all tend to sort of have a much shorter period of time between the festival yeah. showing and the actual release. So 
That'll be my little, just my little, a bit of advice. Yeah, it kicks off. It kicks off June seven. Head to themusic.com.au for all your Sydney Film Festival needs. Check out mm. the full lineup there. Um, another thing that is coming, or just announced this past week, that you and I are both very excited about. Um, obviously, everyone. I mean, if you're a comic book nerd, you'd know about Deadpool forever. Mm. Um, if you're just a mainstream jerk. You would know about Deadpool from last year's big successful hit, mm. uh, Deadpool, Deadpool, starring Ryan Reynolds. Yep. The sequel's coming out next year, but uh, this week it was announced that Donald Glover, Childish Gambino for the music fans, yep. um, is going to be writing, producing, and serving as showrunner for a new animated adult TV series for Deadpool. Deadpool. Now, this is really cool because so this is going to be on the American network FX, which yeah. uh, is also the network behind, um, like, Workaholics yep. and, like, on the animated side, like, Archer. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, if you're a fan of Glover, you would know Atlanta. Atlanta, of course. I think, and I think show. it feels like because have all the success that's had, you know, won the Golden Globe, yep. FX, like, hey, Donald Glover, you do whatever the fuck you want. We'll just back it. Well, they, they've <laughs> signed a deal with him. They've signed a, like a, a multi-project deal where yeah. he's kind of stuck at FX but developing multiple projects with them yeah. at the same time. So so Deadpool looks like that's the first of this kind of wider sweeping deal. Do you reckon it's overkill though? As far as Deadpool's concerned, I mean like you've you're already running on the success of the the Hollywood feature. You've got the sequel coming out next year. Do you think it's a bit like you you're just throwing everything at the fire right now? Look, it's an interesting thing because it it seems particularly with superhero movies, that there seems to be this really sharp divide that's sort of drawn between whatever's happening in the cinema and and the TV. You know, you kind of have, like, you know, your big Marvel extended universe and then Mm. you have, like, the Netflix kind of, uh, you know, Daredevil and and, uh, Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and all of those that are, again, part of that same universe. All that sort of live-action Marvel universe stuff. And then there seems to be, you know, Spider-Man, which is a part of that universe. They're making a Spider-Man movie. You have Tom Holland playing Spider-Man in, in Captain America and all of that. But then they also have been regularly releasing cartoon versions yeah. of Spider-Man, which seem to be more closely linked to, you know, what's going on in the, in the comic books and what's happening on the, on the big screen. So it seems like, you know, then there's not a great fear about doing, having sort of separate, canon running simultaneously. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing about Deadpool, though, is that because he is so meta and he's constantly sort of talking about the movie side of it, like mm. if you've seen the Deadpool uh, film that came out last year, like he references the X-Men movies, even though technically, like, he's like within that yeah, universe. Yeah. Like he, he does break the fourth wall. So it would not surprise me if part of kind of the charm of this TV show, of this new cartoon show, is that it's referencing and self-aware yeah, of the it, movie at the same it's time. It's weird too because, you know, like obviously think of the 90s when you had Batman the Animated Series, for example. Like during yeah. that time there's Tim Burton's Batman and Batman Returns. It's mm. almost like you have the cartoon version or P's the Kids, but they've already stated this is going to be an adult animated yeah. series. So it's, and Deadpool cannot exist as a kid's Yeah, as a kid's no way. Show. <laughs> um, does Reynolds, you know, voice... Deadpool? Who knows? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Sounds cool, though. Well, this, and this isn't the first time Donald Glover's been involved in um, in kind of the Marvel Universe. So he, there was this big push uh, for Donald Glover to play Spider-Man uh, years ago yeah. when he was a bit younger. And uh, it ended up, there was a sort of, uh, there was in the comic book series a... Um, a new Spider-Man that was created, a black Spider-Man, uh, Miles something. Anyway, um, he was 
it was spoken about that he might have been influenced by this campaign yeah. to get Donald Glover as Spider-Man, and Donald Glover ended up actually voicing that yeah. character in the in the animated series. So he's not completely disconnected from that that Marvel universe. So it is interesting to me to think that he's going to jump over and and do Deadpool. That's, yeah, that could be cool. And he's already. I mean, he's doing the. Star Wars spin-off of the Han Solo movie, right? Yeah. Now. Um, Lando Carizian. Yeah, but I think, I mean, Atlanta's the second season that's come out for there, so he's a busy man right now. He is. He's got he's a lot of shit going busy on. Man. Yeah. Like, when does he have time to do anything? Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. Actually, yeah, poor, poor Donald Glover <laughs> yeah. with all of his success. But, um, yeah, that's very he's exciting. He's got a baby well. now as well. He said he's a what? He's got a baby. Really? Yeah, that's who's, what. That's pretty much what all he, of. Is he married? Yeah, oh, he's got a long-term partner. Like the oh, um, that's, that's what. So, "Awaken My Love," which was the most recent Donald Glover album, sorry, Childish Gambino album. That was most of that is is him singing about like what it's like to be, you know, a, a new dad and and having this this new kid. Ah, clever. Yeah, you know what's also pretty cool. Um, again, announced this week, Steve McQueen, the director of Twelve Weeks a Slave, he's going to yep. be directing a Tupac documentary. Which is really fucking cool, especially because the biopic about Tupac, which is called All Eyes on Me, is like getting a worldwide release next month. Yeah, awesome. Um, which is pretty cool because Stephen Queen obviously is a very big deal. And when's that happening? Um, they don't. All they've said it's announced he's going to be doing it. Um, there's no more details at the moment. Mm. But especially All Eyes on Me, um, especially if you've been paying attention to those kind of, especially the rap biopics like, like Straight Outta Compton, like broke a bunch of records about NWA. Obviously, there was the Notorious biopic. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the Tupac one blows up. Especially, have you seen the trailer? Like the guy who's playing Tupac looks like Tupac. And I don't mean no. like, oh, similarities. Like, if you said that's Tupac's son, I'd go, oh, obviously, look at his face. Like, it's so creepy how much he looks like it. But really? it'll, be, it'll be cool to see because, yeah, Stroud out of Compton blew so many records out of the water. Mm, mm. Like, to the point where I think they're working on a sequel, which is weird because, you know, it's a biopic. <laughs> if you're going to do a sequel to a biopic, why don't you just do three, four, and five, like, lead up to right now? Yeah. And do a biopic about them making the biopic. <laughs> Seems ridiculous, but it's cool. It gets a little bit confusing at a yeah. certain point. Yeah. Um, staying on movies as well, I saw Snatched the other day. Now, this is the new uh, Amy, new Amy Schumer, Schumer, Goldie yeah. Horn. Yeah, um, Goldie Horn's apparently the first movie in like fourteen like a years. Decade. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that's that's exciting in, in which itself. Is, which is she fine. Was she kind know, of a comedy powerhouse. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day. But it's fine. Like you know, she's. I'm sure she's doing fine financially. She's not in any dire yeah. straits. She's married to Kurt Russell. She's got Kate Hudson as a daughter. She's Whoa. happy just to sit back and just watch. Those are two things I learned just then. Is that real? Are you serious? You didn't so know wait, that. So Kate Hudson is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's daughter? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Really? Yeah. That's oh. new information to me. Yeah, no, they've, they've been married for a very long time. Yeah. Um, that actually makes sense. <laughs> Kate Hudson does look like the offspring of, <laughs> of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Snatched, obviously it's a follow-up for Schumer at least to Trainwreck. Yep. Um, I forget, did you like Trainwreck? Um, I didn't love it. Yeah. I understood the appeal. So Trainwreck was, what, uh, 2013? No, I want to say 2015. 2015, her and Bill Hader. Yeah, uh, Joe Aptow directed. um, I mean, I love Trainwreck. Snatch is definitely no Trainwreck. Okay, give us the review. Tell us about it. Tell us about Snatch. Ah, well, it's about a mother and daughter. Um, Obviously, Goldie Hawn plays mother, Amy Schumer daughter. They go to Ecuador for a holiday. They get kidnapped. They basically try to escape. It's funny. It's really funny. Um, But it's kind of dumb in places. Yeah. And the best thing about it, in my opinion, besides, I mean, Schumer's, Schumer's really funny. Mm. Golly Horn's great. Um, there's a there's a couple of cool cameos, but 
Ike Barinholtz, who's the guy, if you might know him from Suicide Squad, as uh, the the creepy security guard. He's Seth Rogen's best friend in Neighbours. You know the guy? No. The co-worker? No. Oh, he's, he's funny as shit. He's like a stay-at-home mama's boy. It's yeah, hilarious. Cool. Really good. Um, But... It's a, a lot of people aren't liking it because they just think it's dumb. The reviews I've seen online have not been super not positive. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a, but it's, it's the sort of thing, Neil. That like, if you're an Amy Schumer fan, like if you love Trainwreck, if yeah. you loved the like um, the Amy Schumer show and yeah. stand up comedy, yeah. that this is kind of like this is up your yeah. wheelhouse. But a lot, a lot of people who I know who don't like Amy Schumer, they think, well, they they seem to say that she all she does is all her jokes just have to do with sex. It's like. All it's just all dick jokes, all sex jokes, and that's her appeal. There's not a lot of that in Snatch, which is good. A lot of the humor is just, you know, yeah, it has to do with what's going on. Like sure, stupid sex jokes. So yeah, that that part's good. Um, yeah, but it's it's definitely no train wreck. But it's funny. Mm. It's yeah. it's worth an hour and a half. I mean, just that's what a, comedy movies are, aren't they? Just a fun, just a fun little uh, uh, correction here. Mm. So um, just brought up Kate Hudson's bio. Uh, oh, she's it, not. Is she not? Kate Hudson uh, was born in Los Angeles, California, to Goldie Horn and Bill Hudson, a comedian, actor, and musician. She was raised by her mother, mother and her mother's partner, actor Kurt Russell. So oh. not the biological. But I mean, I, she's, of... we know that she's Goldie Horn's daughter. Well, I know that. I know that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, just just for anyone that was like, oh, that's an interesting fact. Yeah. And then you brought it up at like a trivia night, and yeah. everyone was like, you're wrong. <laughs> And how, do. how much of a stuff you all like? No, no, no. I, I listen to it. I know this for a fact. They're like, no, yeah. no, no, wrong. no. Uh, and just this is probably is a, a good time. You know, we we did bring this up in the first episode, <laughs> most uh, weeks actually. <laughs> uh, but we we try to bring up every now and then. Not a lot of fact checking goes on <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, we do our best, uh, and by our best, I mean we may Google things during or right before the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, uh, sometimes take it with a grain of salt. Things go off the cuff sometimes. It would not be like if Donald Trump listened to this podcast, yeah. and he called it fake news. Mm. Would not be entirely <laughs> wrong. Sometimes we are fake news. It's not always fake news. Sometimes no. fake news. Sometimes fake news. Yeah, we try to be entertaining. Fake news. Do we? Well, I'm Sometimes. giving it a red hot go. Well, you know what? We we neither of us have seen it, but apparently Alien Covenant sucks. <laughs> that was such an unfair review. I hate I hate reviewing movies well, we haven't seen. Again, on the music.com.au, Film Carew, uh, who is our weekly reviewer of the big movies, mm-hmm. um, he gave it two. Oh, Another one. guy I know who... Out of ten or out of five? Five. Another guy I know who is a big Alien fan, he saw it last week and he said, it's just, eh, it's so eh. Okay. For those who don't know what eh means, that means uh, let down. Uninspiring. Yeah. Let down. All those things. Yep. Um, which is a shame. Mm. Because... You know what's not a let down, Neil? Get out. Get out. Oh, yeah. The, the film Get Out. The yeah, film yeah, Get no, Out. Yeah. That I, wasn't me just I, I said I was saying to you earlier, I, haven't, I, don't, I st- personally haven't seen it. I don't know one person who has seen it and didn't say it was anything less than oh, amazing. Oh, man. I saw it last night and it's going to stay with me all week. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's so, so good. It's just like... Like a really solid, like it's probably sitting more on the thriller side than the horror side, although there are some genuinely sort of scary moments. But it's one of those films that, you know, like when you're watching a movie and you just feel that kind of like tension, that anxiety right in your mm. gut and it sort of stays with you for the whole film. It like does that. 
but like, incredibly. But apparently, it's also really funny too, right? Oh yeah, well, because so, so the guy that's that's directed it, if you don't know this already, is Jordan Peele, who you may know from from K and Peele, yeah, uh, the comedy the comedy duo. Uh, so people were quite surprised when he when he made this film because it is it is in many ways a very sincere and horror film, but there are some really genuinely hilarious moments. But it's, it's tough to find those kind of movies that can be scary and funny at the same time. Like when you think of that. If I'm laughing during a horror movie, that generally means the horror movie is so bad it's laughable. Yeah, it's like it's, it, it, it's very it's weird, right? It's oh, uh, you think of scary movie? It's handled really well, like it's yeah. uh, because it's there are there are funny characters and funny moments, mm. uh, but it's generally like it's kept quite sincere and, and quite sort of grounded. Yeah, uh, but incredible cast like uh, Bradley Whitford's in this one, uh, who you guys may know from like the West Wing. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, Allison, you, Allison Williams. You always from, forget. From you girls. always gonna say he's Eric from Billy Madison. Really? That's how everyone's gonna I know. Feel, <laughs> I feel for me like uh, he's always he's always like West Wing. You know the bad guy in Billy Wing. Madison who's trying to bring Billy down? Yeah. Eric. That's <laughs> it's, him. It's him. That's him. <laughs> so like Allison Williams as well from from Girls. Yeah. Catherine uh, uh, Keener, who you might know as the uh, the mum. Oh, sorry, not the mum. The um the the girlfriend from Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah. Uh, awesome cast. Everyone's amazing in it. Uh, and of course, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, I think. How do you, I don't know if that's how Kaluuya. I have no idea. Kaluuya? I'm just trying to help you out here. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Uh, or Kaluuya, uh, who is the lead in this one. He's incredible. Yeah. Uh, you may know him from, uh, I think skins was like a, a big thing that he did for, for a little while. Um, back in the day may have made that up. Nope, fact-checked. True. <laughs> he did do that. So before we were talking about fact-checking, David is now on his phone making sure all these facts are correct. <laughs> Don't want to say things that aren't true. Don't want to say things that aren't true. Yeah, at yeah. all. Actually, I was going to mention to you as well, did you recently see the Jimmy Kimmel clip of Adam Scott on Kimmel? No. Okay, so obviously he's been on, I guess you call it paternity leave. His wife recently had a baby. It's really yep. sweet. So he's kind of been having like guest hosts in places he's had like David Spade, Will Arnett, um, Kristen Bell. Um, oh, hosting it? Yeah. Like, oh, that's Because awesome. he, he's not around. So I'd watch that. Yeah. That's more so, interesting to me than watching Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> host the Jimmy Kimmel Do you like show. Jimmy Kimmel? I don't dislike Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. More of a Colbert guy myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's been away, but on the... So yeah, Kristen Bell was the guest host and she was yeah. just talking to Adam Scott. Adam Scott again. I mean, for people who don't know him, the thing you'd know him most from, he's the jerk brother in Step Brothers. Yeah. Or yeah. like if you watch Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec too, yeah. yeah Parks and Rec. Right. Um, so they were kind of talking about how he's a massive fanboy of Star Wars and how he used to send like Mark Hamill, like, you know, fan letters, like you're the greatest, all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. And during he's telling this story, like the Star Wars theme just like blares through the studio and like he kind of freaks out and like the those doors open where all the guests come out of and he kind of comes out with the, Mark Hamill comes out, like the lightsaber and does like all the Luke Skywalker stuff and Adam Scott is like genuinely shaking. Like, really? Yeah, like he puts his hands to his mouth and like you can see like his fingers like vibrating. Like he's he looked like the biggest fanboy and like he came over and like Mark Hamill like gave him a hug. I'm like, you're Adam Scott. Like I'm not saying like Mark Hamill's a big deal, don't get me wrong, but like but you're think, a big deal, Adam but, Scott. But like I feel like no matter how famous you get, like no matter how oh, successful it was you get, really... there's always gonna be like they're like those people that are just gonna make you lose your mind. It was really fucking you know? cool, yeah. Like they're always gonna be those people that like are from your childhood yeah. or like that you just have hero worshipped your whole life. But what's what's like if I met Bill Murray, I think I would just my I would just die. Like I would just Yeah. I could like I could be coming off the stage having just won like my third Oscar, <laughs> um, you know, and getting into 
the Lamborghini that I own. With Beyonce, who is with, your wife now. <laughs> with Beyonce, who is my wife now. And Bill Murray wanders up and he's like, hey, Dave, I would be... Yeah. Like ten year old because like without taking anything away from Mark Hamill, like you know he is Luke Skywalker, but yeah. you know for these days, besides doing like the odd voice casting for a Batman as Joker, yeah, he's not doing a lot. So like it's still cool. Mm. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, you, Bill Murray is because like Bill is Bill Murray are like but your that, guy. I feel like that kind of creates more mystique around you know these actors that are sort of massive, like mm. massive, massive, massive. And they do these huge franchises like twenty, thirty years ago, and mm. they vanish. Like for me, that's. There's some sort of like um, this is mystique around them that you don't really have mm. about actors that have sort of worked consistently mm. because they're just around, they're present, you know. Because doesn't the rumor go with Bill Murray that he has no manager, he has no agent? Yeah, I don't know how the hell. Well, people... Did we talk about this on the show, or are we just talking about this as just friends? Because this is like this is like the thing that everyone says about Bill Murray, which is that. He doesn't have an agent, doesn't have a manager. Yeah. The only way to get him to do something, unless I assume you're like, um, you know, uh, Sophia Coppola and has his direct number, is that he has a answering machine that yeah. you call and you pitch the idea to the answering machine. That's so bizarre, isn't and it? And then he listens to the answering machine to decide what, what projects he wants that's to do. That's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like, But also just so Bill Murray. And even if that's not true, I love that that's what everyone thinks is no, true. No, I think, because I think when Dan Aykroyd, because, you know, he was pursuing making another Ghostbusters for years and years and yeah. years. And he said, like, you know, he's kind of hard to get a hold of. Um, I believe that in one interview he said he sent Bill Murray the script and Bill Murray sent it back. Um, it had gone through a shredder. And Bill Murray was like, no, like, don't want to borrow it. Yeah, that's just Bill Murray. But that's fucking cool, right? That's funny. Yeah, and apparently also he did... Um, he said this in an interview too. This isn't all just speculation. He... Did obviously he did the cartoon Garfield movie, yeah? Um, because it had a Cohen attached to it, he thought it was the Cohen brothers, so he signed all the documents before sorry, before realizing who it was. Oh no, I mean, it paid a lot. I yeah. think there were two Garfields, wasn't there? So it must have made a lot of money, but he had no interest in it. He just thought it was the Cohen brothers yeah. doing, but that, that does seem weird. Like, how would you get in contact with this guy? Like, yeah, you sure, okay, you pitch it and leave it to his answering machine. But like, I might just like change my name to like Joel Cohen and, and pitch in my <laughs> next film. And how do you get yourself in a position where you say, "I'm at that level of cool and importance that I don't need anyone or anything. You call me, I will decide." Like that's fucked. I think you just got to be Bill Murray. <laughs> that's the that's the only when, way. When did Bill Murray become Bill Murray? I feel like he's always been Bill Murray. No, but like, was it Ghostbusters? Was it Caddyshack? Was it Groundhog Day? Like. What movie was it like? Okay, now I'm up here. You're all down here. Let me I'm to be him, and let's see if we can pick the point. Because like even <laughs> even someone like you know Leo DiCaprio, like he would still have people. You know, he I'm sure he gets 25 mil a movie, yeah. but he would still have people running deals. Obviously, I'm totally. sure I'm sure he has a heavy hand in producing and how much he wants to be in, invested in the movie. But totally. But Bill Murray's like, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll do it. If I'll all do right. it. So Caddyshack 1980. That was kind of the first. Like big movie, done a couple yeah. of movies before that. Um, Stripes after that. Then I reckon scrolling now, scrolling through. I reckon Ghostbusters '84. I reckon yeah. that was the big moment. Yeah, I reckon that was the big. What moment. year was Groundhog Day? That wasn't until like ninety. What year was what? Not Groundhog Day, like ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, it was early nineties. Yeah. Let's, let's find out. That's let's find out, guys. Let's find out together. It's the episode of the music where we listen to Dave scroll through IMDb. It would be better if you had it on loud, too. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, 93 was yeah. uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Guys, in case you're wondering. 
Actually, you know what's really fucking cool? You know there's three things I always try to plug on this show. One is Blink-182. The yep. other is pro wrestling. Yep. And the third is telling everyone that you directed, potentially, the Eurovision winners <laughs> film clip. Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah maybe. We'll, we'll see, see what happens, we'll actually. We'll see what happens. Well, on that little segue, he's, um, he's going to be in the grand final. My the, boy, Zaya yeah. made it to the uh, Are you going to just quietly... Like, are you going to put that on your resume? Like, if he wins, you're going to be like, a director of the winning... Eurovision contestant? I, I probably should. You um, why wouldn't I guess. You? I don't know. Why wouldn't you? I don't know, because I'm just uh, awful at self-promotion. <laughs> I feel like the only self-promotion I do about myself as, a, <laughs> as like a music video director is like on here I go, yeah, sometimes I make music videos and <laughs> I do stuff and then that's that's the end of it. I would like have it as your tagline, like David Burrows, director of the Eurovision winners thing. Well, let's just hope he wins. Yeah. Let's hope he wins. Good luck, Isaiah. Yeah. Isaiah? Isaiah? Is it Isaiah? Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a great guy. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. back on track. Yeah. So last week it happened. Um, Amy Shark, who of course, she's fucking blowing up right now. You know, the singer of Adore and Weekends. And mm-hmm. she had the number two on the RA charts with um, Behind Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Um, she is a massive Blink fan. And for some reason, I don't know why or how this happened, but Tom DeLong like, Founder of Blink. I don't know if you know. You know Tom, right? Surely you know Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He gave her this absolute rap on Instagram and Twitter saying, like, this girl is huge. She's going to be the next big thing. Um, I've I've been following her. She's great. Like, So, and apparently the story goes, I was speaking to someone. She, because obviously she's only blown up in the last year. Like, you know, yep. I think a door came in, what, number two on the Hottest 100? Since then, mm-hmm. shit has just been escalating for her. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but... The story goes that she used to be a big Angels and Airways fan as well, which is Tom's other band. Yep. And she used to like participate actively and often on these forums, like just talking <laughs> about it. And yep. that's how she met Tom back in the day. But now that she's getting bigger, he gave this absolute right, which is fucking cool, right? That's amazing. Like, I mean, bring that back to you, Bill Murray. Imagine if Bill Murray had Twitter and was like, Dave Burrows is great. I Watch Dave Burrows films. Like I would, like, there are like a couple people that if that happened to me, I would just die. I'd just physically. Who else? I think, like, if... Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously. Any, like, any, like, amazing director. If any amazing director liked my movies... Yeah. I mean, i got to make more movies first, but... Is it going to be strictly directors? I think that would, that would be the thing that would get me most hot and bothered. <laughs> like, you know, if, like, James Cameron or, like, Tarantino or, like, Spielberg or, yeah. like, you know, Fincher sort of were like, this guy's amazing. Yeah. I'd lose my mind, I think. J.J. Yeah. Abrams? Sure, any of them, any of the, like any of the big guys. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's exciting, wouldn't it? <laughs> that's that's hypothetically <laughs> exciting. It might happen it might if happen. Isaiah wins. That's my shot. Yeah, that's my shot to start him. It might happen. Just have some faith, would you? It might. It might happen. Um. Well, look, man. I think it's it's time to um head out of here because we've got a very big week ahead of us. So big. No secrets. Mm. Justin Bieber. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. I think next week, we'll, we won't announce it yet because you don't know if it's going to happen, but there's potentially a fun co-host next week, I think. Yeah, well, I don't want to, again, we don't want to say anything without, mm. you know, we don't want to be like, <laughs> be here next week going, well, unfortunately, that fell through. Yeah. Uh, we'll buy ourselves again. No, but um, we've got a lot, of, a, a lot of things happening. So this may be the a week, sorry, one week where we're going to be alone in the studio for, for a very long time. So mm. I just want to say it's been awful. Yep. I can't wait to have another person here to kill the tension in the awkwardness. Just to break up the animosity yeah. would be lovely. It would be great. Um, so we'll get out of here, but we will be yeah. back next week. Um, subscribe, please. We're obviously, if you're listening to this on iTunes, subscribe, yeah. review, rate. Um, we want to get up in the charts, please. Mm. Top 40, top and 10, top 1. 
And as always, a big thanks to our friends at Studio 301 for letting us join uh, you guys here and recording the music live from your studios. We say live, but you're listening to it on the podcast. Well, it's live for us. It's this live is all in real time this for us. This is our life. This so is our life. So. Welcome to it. Uh, <laughs> pretend it's live. It could be happening. I think we try to avoid heaps of time-related references. <laughs> guys, thank you so much. We'll see you all next week. Have Bye-bye. a wonderful weekend. Bye.